You got your Bibles, Genesis, the fourth chapter. I'll read a few verses and just, amen, preach. I love the Word of God. It just has so much meaning and blessing and direction. And Amen. I don't know what I'd do without the Word. We'd be wandering aimlessly with no moral compass and not know what's right and not know what's wrong. Amen. But thank God he left us a word. Amen. Praise God. Our prayers for, for Brother uh, Dustin White. His grandfather passed away yesterday. Prayers for them. Amen. Genesis, the fourth chapter and the first verse. The Bible says, And Adam knew Eve his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain, and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering, but unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why? Why? Why art thou wroth? And why is thy countenance falling? If, everybody say if. If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? God's saying, if you do well, you will be accepted. And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. If thou doest well, thou shalt not be accepted. If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted. And if thou doest well, doest not well, sin lieth at the door. Amen. I want to preach for just a little while from this title. Amen. Seizing opportunity. Amen. Seizing opportunity. Amen. Praise God. Why don't you set your Bibles down? Amen. I need some prayer warriors to help me pray right now. Amen. In the name of Jesus, we need your strength. We need your help. God, let that power come down. Come on, join up with a prayer warrior. God, we need direction in this house. Come on, we need God to help us right now. Can anybody earnestly cry out to Him? Oh, you're a good God. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Come on. Does anybody want to get better? Come on. Does anybody want to do more for God? Does anybody want to please God more than you ever have before? Oh, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for standing. 
Amen. You can be seated. I want to preach. Everybody say, seizing opportunity. Man, if there was not even a New Testament, if there was not any writings of Paul that would teach us how to behave as Christians, and if there was no teachings of Jesus Christ, no Beatitudes, no Sermon on the Mount, none of His parables, if none of that existed and all we had was the Old Testament, I could still tell you just by preaching from the Old Testament that God cares about what kind of sacrifice you offer. Come on, church, help me right now. Hey, we're serving a God that cares what we bring to him. Oh, hell, I'm going to preach the gospel to you. But the first part of it is you got to get a revelation. God cares what you bring to him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Man, besides the fact that God deserves the best, he also wants the best. Amen, praise God. If there's anything that would change your life, it would be to change your sacrifice. You want things to turn around in your life? Get your sacrifice turned around. Oh, the Bible's still right. Uh, and it's still accurate. Uh, and you still can't get blood out of a turnip. Uh, Come on, we're going to preach a little while. We're going to worship a little while. We're going to grow a little while. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. The Bible uses the phrase in verse 3. Everybody say this, in the process of time. In the process of time, it came to pass. Which means that God didn't just... Let the boys get five years old and them not know what they were doing and just immediately say, you need to bring me a sacrifice. But I'm telling you, this went for a long time before God ever made them bring that sacrifice. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm not preaching to beat people up that are brand new and you just walk through the door. I'm not telling you, you got to get everything right right now and or God's going to kick you out. I'm telling you, we've got to get our sacrifice right. And in the process, there's a process of time that happens. And the Bible said it came to pass that it came Sunday. It came church time. Amen. Praise God. Oh, it's raining on the outside, I pray. That it starts raining on the inside before we're finished. I pray the Holy Ghost falls upon people and they make up their mind. I'm getting off the roller coaster of spirituality and I'm getting on the jet engine. And from here on out, I ain't going nowhere but up. From here on out, there ain't gonna be an up and down. 
I'm getting off the Dramamine tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I, there, there's people that I think they get sick just because of all the ups and downs. There's people that get, your life gets messed up and you get torn down in your body just because you're on fire for God one day and you're trying to bring him a salad the next day. Let me tell you, God didn't order a salad. He ordered a ribeye. Don't, don't waste your time reasoning with God, trying to change what he wants. Just spend your time saying, God, help me become what I need to be so I can get what you want me to get. Hell, I, I want everybody in this church, uh, amen, for your walk with God to go to a new level. And this is how it happens. Uh, your sacrifice needs to go to a new level. Oh, don't start talking about sacrifice. Oh, yeah, I'm going to talk about sacrifice uh, because God looked at all them turnips. Who is God? He looked at all that spinach. All that sauerkraut. He did what I do. I can smell that sauerkraut a mile away. I love everything on this planet that you can eat except sauerkraut. My mother-in-law used to cook sauerkraut. Not only that, she'd put pork chops right in the middle of it and ruin them. I could get to the front porch and I knew. What on earth are you doing in here? One day, there was two young men that made a sacrifice. One of them was something God wanted. And one of them was something God didn't want. Oh, let me just tell you a little while. God don't care what side of the tracks you came from. He don't care what language you speak. He don't care what color your skin is. He don't care how bad your accent is. You know what he cares about? What kind of sacrifice are you bringing me? Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Hey, I'm preaching what will turn your life upside down. Uh, that'll bring miracles uh, and blessings. Uh, you. Hey, the desire of my heart is for your cup to run over. But your cup ain't going to run over based upon mama's sacrifice. Come on, husbands. Your cup ain't going to run over because your wife's got a prayer life. 
Come on, men, help me right now. Your cup ain't gonna run over because your wife prays. It's... Praise God, I feel Jesus in this house. Forget the old time church way when the women prayed and the men gossiped. Well, it's getting tight in here now. The men sat around talking about hunting and fishing while the women travailed and interceded. It's about time we flipped the script. It's time for men to become spiritual leaders in their home. Come on, men, stand up right now. Come on, men, stand up and lift your hands and lift your voices. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let me tell you, men, your boys want to be just like you. I said they want to be just like you. They want to bring a sacrifice just like you bring. If they bring what you bring, will the fire come? Some big old eyeballs right now. Come on. Come on, men. Come on, if they bring a sacrifice like you taught them, uh, will the fire fall or will God go? Oh, Jesus. 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 Amen. I love to hear ladies pray. They can touch God's, it seems like, easier because it's just built in them to be able to trust somebody else to provide for them. It's just a nature that God put in them. But I sure love to hear big old men saying, I need you, God. What are you talking about, That's a revelation uh, that I need, God. You may think you got it all together, but sir, let me tell you, uh, you need God for your next breath. Uh, You need God for your next heartbeat. Uh, You need God. Hallelujah. Amen. Theologians will agree that these two young men, Cain and Abel, they knew exactly how to bring a sacrifice. They had heard the story of how mom and dad were uh, kicked out of the Garden of Eden because they had sinned and eat of the fruit that they were not supposed to. 
Amen. And the curses that came upon them. And when they tried to clothe themselves with fig leaves, amen, the story no doubt was told to these young men that God killed an animal. I don't know how it happened, son. We were just sitting there and God brought a, a big old fur off of an animal. Something gave its life. There was a blood sacrifice for the sin that I committed, boy. Let me tell you, son, uh, sin's got a price that's got to be paid. Boy, I'm preaching to somebody right now. Don't show your children you can get away with murder uh, because you can't get away with murder. uh. You need to be honest with your children uh, and say, boy, let me tell you, sin has a price to pay. I never even thought about this until uh, a minute ago when God was dealing with me. Uh, amen. That Adam had, uh, God had made all the animals to walk past Adam. And the Bible said he named every one of them. Adam named every one of them. So when God starts walking toward him with that coat of animal skin, he knew the name of what was given for him. When that skin got put up on him, he knew the name that went with it. I hope you know the name tonight. I hope you know the title Father, Son, and Holy Ghost didn't lay down its life for you but it had a name and that name was Jesus come on lift your hands to the Lord together feel Jesus in this place. No doubt he knew that animal that died. And they wrapped that coat on him, put another one on his wife. He knew what that one was too. He began to click in his mind. Something had to die for me to still be living right now. Hebrews would later tell us, Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. 
So there's no doubt the biggest story in that little home would have been, boy, let me tell you something. If you ever fall into sin, something's going to die. Something's going to shed its blood for you. And I don't know how all this happened, but the Bible said in the process of time, it came to pass that they brought an offering. I don't know if it was just church on Sunday or them boys had fell into sin and something happened where dad said, now boys, y'all are going to have to bring a sacrifice. So one of them was named Cain. And he just brought something that was easy. Amen. He brought a Joel Osteen sacrifice. Praise God. Don't ever say, make it easier on me. You ought to say, tell me everything it says. Cain brings something easy. And Abel brings of the firstlings of his flock. How does Abel know that? He's the younger one. So obviously it happened after Cain was born. The the family meeting. You got to bring a blood sacrifice. Abel's the younger one. It's not a misunderstanding by Cain. It's a shortcoming. It's a moment of laziness. It's getting quiet in the house. Hallelujah. All you got to do if you till the ground, just take your sauerkraut and Trade it for a lamb. Praise God. Brother Seely up here, he makes Reynolds aluminum foil. Praise God. But I'm thankful he didn't bring aluminum foil Sunday when he paid his tithes. (laughs) It's hard to eat aluminum foil. But he took that aluminum foil. And he swapped it for a paycheck. And he took his paycheck and got a little bit out of it and brought it to God. Well, that's too much trouble. Do you want the fire to fall or do you want God to go? I want the fire to fall on me. I said, I want the fire to fall on me. I want it to fall on you and your family. This sacrifice by Cain, it was just, it was not a misunderstanding. It was just the easy way. It was the lazy way. Let me tell you, boy, I feel like, let me tell you something, laziness is a sin. The Bible calls it slothfulness. <laughs> Get the same word where they named the sloth bear. 
Praise God. Well, I didn't think any young people would jump up and down. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I want it better for the next generation. But I don't want a lazy generation. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We don't want to raise lazy young people. We need to put prayer into them, but we also need to put ambition in them. Get off your backside and do something. I ain't got nothing to do. Do something. Pick up rocks. Dig a hole. Do something. Don't sit there and let an idle mind. Hallelujah. Man, I'm roughing them up today. I've already preached to them once this morning. Praise God. You know what I preached to them this, this morning? Let everything be decent and in order. Praise God. They know what that means too. Praise God. When prayer meeting begins and it's quiet and everybody's digging in trying to find God and somebody grabs the tambourine and starts shaking it, that's out of order. If the Holy Ghost is falling, it's roaring. Bless God, grab a tambourine and take off. Well, hallelujah. Amen. There's a lot of decent things that can get out of order. He's even talking about, when he's talking about this, he's talking about the gifts of the Spirit. Well, hallelujah. Well, I'm used to God. Well, let me tell you, there's times when the gifts of the Spirit can be out of order. And something that's decent can still be out of order. That means out of sequence. That means out of the right time. That's why you better be led of God for everything that you do. I don't care if it's jumping up and down or running the aisles or shaking a tambourine or giving tongues and interpretation, or giving a word of prophecy. Let it be decent. Let it be right. And let it be at the right time. Hallelujah. Amen. You can be seated. That ain't what I'm preaching about, but I did preach about that once. Amen. I, I, I just roughed them up this morning. They liked it, though. Praise God. I told them if the music's on the beat two and four and you're checking your tambourine on one and three, you're out of order. Hey, I want God pleased with everything that I do. If I'm clapping my hands, I want it coming from my heart. I want it right. I want it decent. And I want it in order. Well, take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Well, this is good preaching right now. Get your sacrifice right. It's so funny that these people, and I appreciate our musicians, they come early. Amen. They give their life to this place. And amen. They come practice and praise God. Middle C, 
Amen. They come early. Amen. They got it all the beat just right. Amen. They got it figured out. And then they got somebody louder than they are getting them off time. <laughs> oh, God. Amen. Well, uh, boy, this is it's kind of tight, but it's pretty right. <laughs> Amen. Well, and I know what people say. Well, he just don't want us praising God. Let me tell you what Paul said. He said, if an unbeliever walks in the door and everybody's doing the gift of tongues, they're all giving a message in tongues, everybody in the church, he's going to think that's a bunch of madmen. That's what Paul said. Uh, but he said, if everybody's prophesying one that, when he walks in, prophesying don't mean... Well, in 214 days, there's going to be an earthquake. That's not prophesying. Prophesying is speaking the word of God. God is a healer, brother. You might have walked in an alcoholic, but let me tell you, God can break those chains. That's prophesying. Hallelujah. And he said... When that unbeliever walks in, if everybody he meets is telling him, hey, God's got a plan for you, bro. I'm telling you, you get on that altar tonight, you're going to feel something that's going to knock your socks off. You know what the Bible said? He's going to get a hold of it. Hey. Praise God. Everything I do, I want it decent. And I want it in order. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. I, I got to preach a while. I'm just, I've got like 17 messages in my heart right now. I want to turn you from a cane into an able. Well, I'm probably talking to somebody on the internet. Because y'all are here on a rainy night. When it ain't warm, and the wind's blowing, and there ain't no uh, carport to pull under, so your hair gets messed up. So I'm preaching to the choir. Thank you very much. <laughs> Amen. God is going to accept your sacrifice tonight. So I'm sure I'm preaching to somebody on the internet. Make a little eye contact with them. Praise God. Amen. I want the blessings. God accepted Abel's and he walked away from Cain's. And God says this to Cain. After rejecting his offering, he said, Why are you wroth? Why are you mad? Now, I, I've read this a thousand times. Now, God let it come alive to me today. Amen. In, in God's eyes... Cain had no right to be mad. Well, we might get a little deep here in a minute. After God rejected his offering, then God says, Why are you mad? Why is your countenance fallen? God's eyes 
Ain't nobody got a right to be upset over anything that God does. He. Oh, yes, God, your word is so good. Why don't everybody say, God, your word is good. Cain, why are you wroth? Why is your countenance falling? Right after he didn't bless him. You know what he's saying? You ain't got no right to come pouting in God's house. (laughs) Well, I don't feel him. That ain't no reason to pout. He didn't accept my sacrifice. That ain't no reason to get mad. Y'all seen it. Not as much as I've seen it because I look that way. Some of y'all look this way. This is the look. You're the one that did it. It ain't God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Boy, sure is God. Praise God. Maybe I should have preached this at the school this morning. Y'all both getting them both is what's happening right now. Praise God. So Cain gets a bad attitude and he gets mad at God. And then he looks at his brother who's blessed. Who didn't bring a lazy sacrifice. The guy that went all the way. The guy that pushed all the way through in prayer meeting. The guy that went through the trouble to make sure God was pleased with his life. And the fire falls on that guy. And the other guy where the fire didn't fall, he gets mad at him. What did he do to you? Maybe I'll look this way for a little while. Praise God. When someone is blessed and you feel something inside of you that kind of draws up. Praise God. That's the spirit of Cain. I go a little bit further. You're one step away from murder. Well, well, it started out for five minutes as jealousy, but the Bible said jealousy is as cruel as the grave. Really what that means is where jealousy will end up. It kills somebody. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So now Cain's already in trouble because his sacrifice wasn't accepted. But now he's got double trouble because he's allowed a spirit of jealousy and murder to get a hold of him. Praise God. 
People say, I would never, I would never, I would never. I, there's no way. I'm telling you, I've heard words come out of people's mouth that kill people. I would, I would. No, you would. All you got to do is have a little moment. When you start thinking it didn't fall on me, but it fell on him. And you get to pondering about it, thinking about it, meditating about it. Woe is me. and I still ain't got a raise yet. They got a new car. I still ain't got a house yet. God gave them two houses. And you, and you just get to meditating on what you ain't got. And what Abel does have. Hey, I'm telling you, you keep... You start meditating on that and a murder spirit will come to you. Yes. Not one where you take out a knife and stab them. But when you open your mouth and try to kill them. Boy, I feel Jesus backing me up right now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Come on, lift your hands to the Lord together. Hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Amen. The Bible says mourn with those that mourn. Weep with those that weep. Amen. That's easy. Somebody loses something, it's easy to cry with them. They walk up and tell you, hey, God just gave me a $100,000 raise. Really? You're so excited to cry with them. You're so happy to mourn with them. When they've lost something. Praise God. Some people think they got a special gift they can cry with people. That ain't a gift. Tell you what a gift is, is when you can rejoice with people. Oh yeah, this is good preaching right here. It's a gift when you can rejoice when your brother gets promoted. Amen. Praise God. I got to preach. Man. The reason Cain becomes wrought and becomes hateful and becomes murderous is because he's not right with God. Well, praise God. Let me tell you something. When you, when you get hatred in your spirit, and jealousy in your spirit, you may think it's toward your sister or your brother, but that ain't really what it is. 
Problem is you're not right with God. The reason Cain kills Abel is not because Abel has done something wrong. It's because Cain is wrong with God. The reason Saul picks up a spear and throws it at David is not because David's done wrong. It's because Saul's got a problem with God. Boy, I feel like preaching. I'm telling you, there's people in this church that you're doing everything right that you know and people are coming against you and things are coming against you. Tell you when you're doing right and javelins get thrown at you, uh, it's not you. They got a problem with God. Their sacrifice is not right. Uh, Telling you people that ain't right, they lash out. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Come on, we need to learn how to detect things in the spirit. When things start trying to connect to you uh, that make you feel hatred towards somebody, just realize uh, I got to get my connection back. Uh, I, I can't spend my life worried about Abel and jealous. Because here's the little secret. If you got a problem with Abel, God will bless him double. Don't you know they talked about me, Pastor? Don't you know you're on the list for double blessing if you keep the right spirit? Hey, let them. That's why he said vengeance is mine. Let God deal with it. And you just be blessed. Praise God. Let God bless you. You you can fight if you want to. Chew them out. Amen. If that makes you feel good. It's going to rob you. The well's going to go dry. Where it used to be deep water, it'll be shallow. But if that's what you choose, it's a free country, I guess. I don't know. That's what they say it used to be. But you know, I did that for 27 years. I mean, I, I gave people peace in my mind. Amen. I, I taught them stuff that they never knew, taught them words they never knew, I taught them cut downs they'd never heard. Amen. I, I did all that stuff. I loved it. Amen, I, I love to argue with people. Amen, I, I, I'll stay up all night arguing with you. But it never got me nowhere but broke, depressed, worried, messed up, a vagabond. And I figured out, why don't I just do it God's way? Well, hallelujah. Help me to preach, y'all. Amen. Praise God. 
I'm going to give you hope. I'm just going to flip through some pages here. Amen. So Cain has failed. This is where we're at. Everybody say Cain has failed. Man, but here's the, here's the happiest part of the, the message to me. After he fails, the word of God comes to him. Praise God. I feel like crying right now. Because I messed up so many times. And every time, God didn't kill me. He just bring another word to me. I remember I was driving down the road one day. Something very embarrassing happened real close to my family and just made me so mad I wanted to kill them all. It was just a bad deal. And I was just, and I was in church. I had the Holy Ghost, but I was just, ah. just wanted to beat some people down, tie them up, kick them in the head. And I thought, I was just, just mad, just, just like the old man was, you know. I felt like the old man before I got the Holy Ghost. I was driving down the road, and uh, my pastor called me. He said, Brother Moses, I was just praying. I want to tell you something. If you let this get to you, you're going to stop up your well. He said, you better take the high road. You just take your blessing. You know what I did? I said, yes, sir. I'll just take the king's highway. Some people need to get off the old dirt road uh, and get on the king's highway. Cain, I could relate to him. I could relate to him. He messed up. He just—he was ignorant, just foolish and carnal. And he messed up, but the word of God comes to him. Cain. Cain, 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 I got a word for you. Cain, if you do well, you're going to be accepted. Cain, next Sunday, if you just do right, you're going to feel my power. Cain, I, I know all the feelings going through you right now. But I'm, I'm reaching out the hand of mercy to you. Oh, I love God. I wouldn't walk away from this for everything in the world. This, this truth has been so good to me. God knows what that man's feeling in his spirit. The jealousy and the murder. But the word of God comes to him. If you do well, next Sunday the fire's gonna fall on you. Cain. I got a feeling it wasn't like a real mean voice. It was like a real reasoning voice. Cain, come together. Let's reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet. I'll make a mod of snow. I got a feeling it was a real fatherly like voice that said, Cain, if you do well, you're going to be accepted the next time. 
You don't have to go through with what's going through your head right now, okay? But I'm telling you uh, that if you don't, sin lies at the door. Some people have a problem with the Word of God because they feel like it's too uh, forward. It's, it don't compromise with them. I heard in some places it does. Some people don't like God's Word and they think it's just too assertive. Let me tell you, God is assertive because He's God. And not only did he tell him, I'm, I'm reaching out to you. If you'll just do right, I'm going to bless you like, just like I did Abel. There ain't going to be no difference, Cain. But if you don't, son, something's going to get you. Oh, God. You know what that was? It was an opportunity. To correct a mistake. Praise God. When God said, Cain, if you do well, I'm not, do you, just in those words, can you see that God doesn't give a rip about what happened behind you? Can you not, can you discern that out of the scripture that God does not care what happened? And he gives Cain an opportunity. Cain, if you do well, I'm going to bless you. But if you don't, it's not going to be good for you. Praise God. Some people, when you put out the ultimatum and you say, if you don't live right, it's going to go south for you. Some people get all bristled up brother Motes he's too aggressive he's too it's not brother Motes it's the word of God it's the word of God that said if you'll walk in the light some people get hung up not realizing it wasn't somebody rebuking you Cain took it as a rebuke Cain took it as a threat. He got madder. He didn't see it as an opportunity. Oh, I feel Jesus right now. You know what's happening in this room tonight? There's opportunities going out. There's people that's got things in their heart against other people. But they like the feeling of having things against them because that's their norm. We're about to break the norms. We're about to change the culture. (laughs) 
It's time for a culture change. Get out of your victim culture and get into a kingdom culture. The kingdom culture where you love everybody. Where you forgive everybody. Where you're merciful to everybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody say it was an opportunity. My prayer is today, God, don't let this church miss one opportunity. Hallelujah. This 52-day fast of prayer, people sacrificing things, you know what it is? It's an opportunity. Opportunity to what? To go from being not accepted to being accepted. Amen. Every. It's amazing how some people always see the glass half empty. And other ones always see it half full. Amen. Some walk in and think. Well, it's too loud, it's too quiet, I didn't like that song, it's too crowded, too cold. There's some kind of problem I ain't going to pray today, maybe next time. I'm just kind of in a mood right now. Just give me some space and give me some time and and I'll work it out, then I'll pray. You ain't ever going to work it out, honey. Let me just give you some wisdom. You ain't ever going to work it out. Only God can work it out. Oh, I, feel, I feel like breaking out shouting right now. I've seen so many people walk into the doors and I see the perfect word go forth. and Maybe the perfect song for their situation. And I think, mm, God. You love them people. (laughs) That preacher didn't know what they was going through. That worship leader didn't know what they were dealing with. And you gave them that word. God, you gave them that song just for them. And I watch and they just sit. I think, well, it's a missed opportunity. And then I've watched other people, praise God, walk in the door. (laughs) They could be saying, get up out of this grave or something. And they're dealing with a toe ache. The song ain't connecting with them that night. Be preaching about paying tithes and they're dealing with two weeks to live or something. And it ain't even connecting with what they're going through. But all they see is the glass is half full. And they're thinking, you know what? I feel the power of God in this place. 
I don't know what they're singing. I don't know what they're preaching. But I know what I'm feeling right now. I know what I need. They run to the altar. God fill them with the Holy Ghost. What happened? One person seized an opportunity. And the other let it slip right through their fingers. How does one man move up to the top in the corporate world? I'll tell you how he gets a hold of every opportunity. How does somebody stay on an entry-level job their whole life? I'll tell you how. Because they missed a lot of opportunities. When things were put... I done made up my mind. If it comes from God, I'm going to get it. I, I don't care if y'all shouting or sitting or standing or amening. It don't... I'm going to get... What I come to get, I'm going to get my miracle. Lift your hands to the Lord together. You know what a wise man will say? This is the day the Lord has made. I'm not going to sit and be in the mulligrams. You know what a wise man will say? I can't change yesterday. I have no control over tomorrow. But right now, I'm going to get a hold of what's in front of me. I'm going to grab that anointing. I'm going to grab this altar. And I'm, I'm going to seize my opportunity. Tell you something. If you follow the crowd, you'll miss opportunity. Oh, hallelujah. Never one time did God speak to everybody in the congregation and say the same thing at the same time. God will speak to one. Clap your hands and they'll serve. Praise He'll speak to another one. You ought to raise your hands as high as you can. And it becomes spontaneous. God will speak to another one and says, you ought to shout hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. 
And all of a sudden, it's like a forest fire. It jumps over to the next one. And it jumps over to the next one. And it... Tell you when a forest fire starts, what the firemen try to do, they try to cut a path through the middle. What are they trying to do? They trying to stop it from spreading. When the Holy Ghost starts moving, the devil starts trying to divide. Come on, people. We ought to be smart enough to know what the devil's doing. When people start praying 52 days in a row, the devil knows what happens and he wants to divide. And say, I got to stop this fire. It's going to get out of control. Hey, don't help the devil. Help God. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord together right now. Come on, prayer warriors, help me pray. Man, I want, I want every opportunity for a breakthrough. This is the strangest thing. I, I, I'm preaching two messages. And I'm ending with the second one that I've already preached part of about being decent and in order. Let me tell you what the Bible says. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar... I'm talking about season and opportunity. I don't know how God put all this together. If you bring your gift to the altar and there rememberest that thou, thy brother have ought against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar and go thy way and first be reconciled to thy brother and then come and offer thy gift. Praise God. God's got an order of how He blesses people. Ooh, Hanamosi. Tell you how people miss opportunities, they get everything out of order. They get the cart before the horse. This is how people miss out on the breakthrough and the blessing and the things that God wanted to do in their life. Because they're out of order. They do something they shouldn't have, do, shouldn't have done, said something they shouldn't have said. And 
getting a whatever, blah, blah. And the Bible said that man came to the altar. And this is why people don't like the altar, because you remember <laughs> when you get to the altar, God's got a way of reminding you that your brother's got all against you. <laughs> That's why some people don't want to pray. Because when you start praying, you're going to get cleaned out. The order is you come to the altar and, oh, I remember. I smarted off to somebody last week. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. I texted them something I shouldn't have texted them. Praise God. I don't know anybody's done this, but I'm just going to say this. It was real crowded, so I took their coat and their Bible and I slid it down. <laughs> and I got their seat. And I acted like I didn't know. I don't know if anybody's ever done that. I'm being honest. But I just imagine it's happened here. The Bible doesn't necessarily say you did something that you thought was wrong. But it says if your brother has all against you. Which you might not have thought you were offensive. But if they thought you were offensive. They got all against you. You could say well that's their problem. But if you open up that Bible, it's your problem. That word of God will slap you every time. Well, they just need to grow up spiritually. Get like me. Maybe they don't need to get like you. If they've got all against you and you come to the altar... That's what people like to do. When they mess up, they don't want to go fix it. They want to run up here and let God fix it. All the while, somebody that's got all against them is watching him. And God's up here watching. And he's saying, I ain't going to break. No breakthrough for you. I'll just say it like this. When the rapture blows, I pray nobody has any awe against me. I love everybody. And I pray to God everybody loves me. This is the order. God said if your brother has all against you, when you come to the altar and you bring your gift, set your gift down. Go back here and say, I'm sorry. Go get on your phone and say, hey, I, I shouldn't have. We shouldn't have. What, whatever, whatever it is. It's like the, I've said stuff to people before. Somebody texted me one time. They're in this room right now. They text me something. They didn't mean nothing like, like I took it. It fired me up. So I text them back, fired up. And then they text me back like, oh, my, I didn't mean to. Oh, oh. Well, I could have just said, well, they'll teach you to text people like that. I could have said that. You know what I said? I'm sorry. 
I, I took it like you said that. And I see now you didn't mean that. And I'm sorry, you still love me? You still? And they said, yeah, I see. Now, if they got all against me right now, they need to get over it. I've already said I love you. Hey, the easiest thing to do is say, I'm sorry. I should have started on this. But when I realized that my text back had that person upset, it bothered me. I thought, God, forgive me for even for resp- even thinking like that. I could tell you where I was. I was at Take Five Old Change. And they took like 45 minutes to get my old change. And I, listen to me, church. It's, it's the little things, little foxes that'll ruin, stop up your well, mess up your marriage, mess up your walk with God, mess up your career, turn your life upside down. Be quick to say, I'm sorry. I, I, I. If you knew my last name, you would know that just every now and then, just, I'm just, I'm sorry. You still love me? I love you. Praise God. Do you think this Bible's still writing? You think a soft answer will still turn away wrath? You, you think it's still relevant to our generation? Oh, yeah, it is. It's more relevant right now than it was back then. You know why? Because we communicate more than they would. You can pick up your phone and communicate with everybody on the planet if you want to. Praise God. I love you. Y'all love me? Anybody mad at me? Praise God. If anybody's mad at me, I want you to come up here right now. I'm going to apologize. Praise God. Praise God. You know what God told me this morning when I was preaching to these little youngins? God said there's people in the room right now that they need to go talk to somebody. (laughs) And if they would do it, I'd open up the windows of heaven on them. I feel so much Holy Ghost right now. Stand together with me. I want you to close your eyes. Pray for one moment. And that's what I feel in my spirit. Amen. There's people in this room. 
that there's people you need to go to and you need to tell them from the bottom of your heart, I love you. I want the best for you. There'll be some people that do what I'm telling them right now. And there'll be some people that miss an opportunity of a lifetime. God is speaking to this church. God is dealing with this church. God is transitioning this church. God's going to make some ables in this church. You're going to be the blessed of the whole generation, of all your family. You're going to be the blessed one. And they're going to see it. Why? Because you coveted the things of God. You coveted the Word of God. Come on, I, I'm, I'm, I'm done preaching. I preached way too long. Please forgive me. It may be somebody you've never done anything to, but you may just feel like there's something between you. I don't know. Sometimes it's just awkward between certain people for some reason. I don't know. You know what I would do? I would go to them. I would shake their hand. If it's appropriate, I'd put my arm around them. I'd tell them I love them. You ought to tell everybody in this church you love them. He said, you'll know my disciples. Because they love each other. I'm done. Obey the Holy Ghost. Do whatever you want to do. In the name of Jesus.